Hi there, my name's Pete. This is Social Distancer. Thanks for listening. So, I'm going to focus a little bit today on some good news. The news from New Zealand. Very successful. Thanks to the excellent leadership of the Prime Minister there, Jacinda Ardern. I think that's how you pronounce her name. And they have been incredibly successful at combating uh, COVID-19. Their strategy is not to suppress the or flatten the curve or suppress the thing. Their strategy is to eliminate the thing. Our, our strategy in Britain, by the way, is to flatten the curve, is to manage it. And we are way, 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 way. I mean, we're, we're, everyone knows we're the second worst country on the planet in terms of deaths. But New Zealand is the other end of this, uh, you know, uh, tragedy. Um, So they have had 1,497 confirmed and probable cases. So even when it's not confirmed and they think that it's probable, they put it in their figures. Um, 96% of people have recovered and 21 have died. Over the last couple of days, they have had zero cases. Day after day after day, the last couple of days, zero cases, zero new cases, which is absolutely fantastic. And they have uh, yesterday, so on Thursday, Friday in New Zealand now, because I'm recording Thursday night in the UK. Um, So Thursday, they locked down, the lockdown became a bit easier. They could meet in groups of 10, they could get their hair cut, and they had to uh, like, you know, make a note of wherever they went, so, and who they were with. So if it does emerge again, then people can get on top of it. They're testing in a massive way. They've tested 4% of their, um, of their population as well. So really, really good. Back to Britain. We've got Tory MPs retweeting lies from some far-right nutjob about Sir Keir Starmer having to delete their tweets. No apology, though, from those fuckers. And we've got Grant Shapp standing there like a piece of piss in a suit, avoiding the question. We've got the ONS coming out saying that uh, an estimation of 150,000 people have had COVID-19 in the UK, or in England, sorry, in the last two weeks. So that's about three in every thousand people. And it's just based on um, random tests, like tests for COVID-19, of t- I think it was 10,000 people, and they extrapolate from that. So it's quite a big... What's the term? Is it called a... I can't remember the term, but you know, the kind of margin of error, which is, uh, so like, like from something like 104,000 to 222,000 to 222,000. And slap bang in the middle of that is 148, 
148,000, but let's call it 150,000. Uh, quite windy today, but quite bracing. I would describe it as bracing. I made a little film with my son, which was really good fun, with his toys. A kind of, you know, not exactly um, the usual suspects, but quite a basic detective story. <laughs> you know, more like the Maltese Falcon. There was an object that had gone missing. A, a toy tractor, in case you wanted to know. And so, they, so he was really good at, you know, doing his lines and stuff. It's quite difficult to get your head around that in terms of, is that good? Like apparently it's not, you know, people have said, well, it's too widespread to do the easing as much as we've done it. Like for instance, in a couple of weeks, the idea of schools going back, it's too widespread for that. And there is no um, difference in terms of the uh, levels of contagion uh, depending on how old you are. So from like, you know, if you're a child, you're just as contagious as if you're any other age. But I think because of the way that children mix with each other, they reckon about 15% of children have had it, whereas about 5% of over 80s, I think, have had it. So there's a kind of sliding scale. The older you get, these chances of getting it are lessened, probably because, just because of where, you know, if you've got a bunch of like uh, primary school children, together of course they're kind of doing everything together they're always around each other always you know all the time and then if you've got a bunch of old people the way that they are together is a lot less than a lot kind of less tactile and stuff than uh, primary school kids and also just primary school kids are like <laughs> like you know they're always getting ill and sneezing each other's faces and all the rest of it so yeah, that's quite interesting, that uh, search from the URS. We've had a nice day. I finished my work last night, and so we went out on the town. And when I mean t when I say town, I mean Dartmoor. Busiest car park we've ever seen. Like, ram-packed, jam-packed. But because it's Dartmoor, you know, there's one family about, what, 500 metres from us on one end one side and then another family about 500 meters the other side and hopefully he'll turn into Daniel Day-Lewis when he's older and uh, yeah so very nice day really really nice day weather's taken a dip it's much colder uh, here in Devon but you know, not too bad not too shabby and I hope you're all taking care of yourselves and doing the stuff that you do and uh, you know, practicing all the practicings, and uh, yeah, take care of yourselves. Thanks for your ongoing listening ring, listening ring. Oh, leave you with a lovely description I read of uh, Boris Jobo Foco Logo Bonson Fuckwick Bonson Conton Conson Fuckwick Bonson Johnson. Uh, an 80-year-old lady described him as testiculating at PMQs yesterday, which means that you're waving 
your arms in the air while talking bollocks. <laughs> That's a quite a good word, isn't it? Testiculating. Lovely. All right. Take care.